Hallelujah. It's good to desire more of Jesus. Amen. May just read a scripture from Acts chapter 22, verse 24 to 27. It reads, The commander ordered him to be brought into the barracks. And he said, said that he should be examined under scourging so that he might know why they shouted so against him. And as they bound him with tongues, Paul said to the centurion who stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and uncondemned? And when the centurion heard that, he went and told the commander, saying, Take care what you do, for this man is a Roman. Then the commander came and said to him, Tell me, are you a Roman? He said, Yes. Hallelujah. Let us bow our heads for prayer. Father, we thank you for today and for your, the clarity of your word that you give to us. We pray, O oh God, that we will not just understand what it means to be a citizen of your kingdom, but Lord, we will live up to the standards of citizenship. Help us. Grant me utterance. In Jesus' name, amen. This morning, I'm speaking on the citizen's pledge and the charter of the kingdom of God. The citizen's pledge. And um, to begin with, I would like us to rise to our feet and together say um, the national pledge, Ghana pledge. We learned this when we were in primary school, with the late General Kutua Champions national asset. Without the board, can we say it? How many of us can boldly say it? Okay, help us with the board so that we can say it. Next time we'll say it alone. Let's say it together. I promise on my honor to be faithful and loyal to Ghana, my motherland. I pledge myself to the service of Ghana with all my strength and with all my heart. I promise to hold in high esteem our heritage won for us through the blood and toil of our fathers. And I pledge myself in all things to uphold and defend the good name of Ghana. So help me God. Amen. Please take your seats. As I was praying, the Lord used this natural pledge to teach me a lesson. How many of us wake up in the morning and make a pledge to the kingdom of God? As we do at our state functions, I promise on my honor to be faithful and loyal to heaven, my motherland. I promise to hold in high esteem the heritage won for us through the blood and toil of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the matters that have gone before us and all of that that follows. Amen. Last Wednesday, we just 
threw some light on the different aspects of the kingdom of God. Because this thing we are talking about is not just in words like we heard. That the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. There is something that goes into what God is saying when he says that he will give his children, you and I, the kingdom. And unless you understand and unless I understand, I will not understand fully the benefits of the kingdom. You need to get a picture, a clear understanding of what the kingdom structures look like. And this morning, we're just looking at one aspect. Because last time we talked about the authority and the fact that there's a king and all of those things, the territory and all of that. But we're dealing with the citizens' commitment. Now, I read and I found out that the concept of the charter, citizens' charter, was introduced by former British Prime Minister John Major. When he was prime minister, within a short time, two or three, a few years that he was. When he wanted to tell the British people that as a government, this is what we are com- I'm committing myself to. So when you go to health, National Health Service, uh, NHS, instead of being in the queue forever and ever and not knowing when they'll call you, this is what the NHS is promising to do. That they will call you within two weeks. And after two weeks, this you'll be in the queue there and so many promises. So in health, he had a charter. In education, they had a charter. In security, they had a charter. And that is how the whole concept of government contract with people came into being. This government that is in Ghana, say one district, one factory. I don't know whether it's happening or not, but there's also, that's a Ghana government under this government charter. In a sense. They made so many other commitments. I don't want to go into that. But the point is that the kingdom of God has a charter with the citizens of the kingdom. And unless you know what the kingdom promises in the charter, you cannot avail yourself of the benefits of the charter. The king of kings, Jesus Christ, the lord of lords, who sits at the helm of our kingdom, has made certain things, certain pledges, and certain arrangements within the kingdom. And unless you know those things he has said, or the kingdom has said, you cannot as a citizen benefit. Equally, being a citizen places on you and I, not just uh, privileges, but also comes with responsibilities. And we need to be conscious of this thing, so that we play, we operate in the kingdom as people who have a clear understanding of what we are getting and what we are also given. Say amen. The passage we read from the book of Acts in chapter 22, from 24 to 27, is about Paul. When Paul was about to be taken to Rome, before he went, he was being handled by the Jews. The Jews, the Sahindrin, the religious people, and the, so, the, 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 the people who were representing Rome in, in, in Israel at the time. And they took him to be a Jew. But when he invoked, he mentioned that he was a Roman citizen, he changed the discussion. When the earth 
when the spirits know that you are a citizen of heaven, it will change the discussion. Say amen. Many of us, our conversation has not changed because those around us don't know where you're coming from. If they saw your passport, if they, they had an inkling, not through acquired slang, hallelujah, but just knowing your identity, there's legitimate, uh, 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 what do you call it, identity, that shows you anybody. And it's not, for example, if you talk about the Americans, it's their passport. That is the real identity. You may have a green card, but your green card just allows you to stay there. But the real identity of a real American is seen in the passport he bears. I was looking through the media somewhere a few weeks ago. Yesterday, I saw one. The Dominican Republic, I think. They say, oh, if you have your passport, it gives you access to 107 countries. Then another country, one of the islands somewhere, they say they can give you up to 150 countries. So you pay a deposit of $100,000 if you have money, and they give you that passport. So you don't have to queue at the embassies again. So anywhere you want to go, access easy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Those are the privileges they give their citizens. That is the natural. But in the kingdom of God, you have a higher, higher higher, higher access. Amen. We have higher privileges. And it's important not to tie our expectations in life to these, some of the very low standards. Human kingdoms are promising things. Sometimes in um, where I come from, when you do good to the state, they say, oh, my, my, my biological father is a chief. He's, a, in Koswa, he's not an Inkoswa, he is Achempemhine. Achempemhine means the royal chief, the children of chiefs. He's the head man of the chiefs. One day he told me that his father, Nana Kwekwedu, many years ago did something for the Kokofu chief. And the Koko, he, I don't know what he did, I've forgotten the story. But the long and short of it is that the Kokofu chief called him. In, my father is very old. Getting to 80 something or maybe above 80. And he, the chief called him and said, because of Nana Kokwedu's achievements, Yabo Abasu, we are honoring you. So from today, you are a champion. A champion is, a, as I said, the, the, the head of the royal children. I don't know what he did really, he himself. And I don't know why an eight, seventy something year old person would go and take such a stool. And um, it's a long story. But why he accepted that, I don't understand. But the link there is that, you see, even for earthly kingdoms, there is honor. When you do well in the kingdom of any, this soon, like Christmas past, I read from the BBC and the British news. People were debating, you know, the Prime Minister always has to submit a list of annual honors to the Queen. They have occasions, I think the Queen's birthday and the Christmas. So Christmas, they will send a list to the Prime Minister, to the Queen. Say, such and such a person, he did well in sports, he brought us a gold. Uh, he won three gold medals. Or that one, even if he's not a British bomb, uh, uh, like Mo, Mo, Mo Farah and all of these people from Somali and other places, because they run with a British flag, the queen 
honestly, their names came on. And they've been honored. MB, OB, so, so, and so, E. In the earthly form, I'm just making an illustration. If you are a good standing citizen of the kingdom, in the natural, you get on it. I can promise you that if you are a citizen of good standing in the kingdom of God, you will not be disappointed. Say amen. If you are a, 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 a one who keeps to the pledge of the kingdom, God will not forget you. God will remember you. God will honor you. It may take a while, but God will remember you. Like we heard on that 31st night, Mordecai was honored in that kingdom. It had been, he seemed to have been forgotten, but he was remembered. Amen. So in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is higher than all these kingdoms. In the kingdom, the British Empire, whichever empire, all the empires in Europe have fallen except the British Empire. All the French Empire, every one of them is collapsed. The only one that seemed to be there, even that you know the British Empire with the recent move of Harry, we know that it's collapsed. In reality, it's collapsed. But they have to keep, because they make money out of it. They cannot, the only reason, I believe, in my view, why people, the, the citizenry, are forcing to hold it is that it gives a semblance, it allows people to travel to Europe. At least when you go to England, you go to Buckingham Palace, you get some, you, they collect money from you. When the, the royals, you visit Windsor Castle, they collect money from you. Anything the royals have put their names on, it makes money. When they sell, when they, 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 they make stamps and they put their queen's picture, they make money. So they don't want to do away with it. Not because they need it, but because really, really, it's a money-making venture. Amen. But you know, and you and I know, that recent happening in uh, Buckingham Palace has shown that the empire is down. These are kingdoms that rise and fall. But in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 and 21. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 20. Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Hallelujah. When you go into um, um, the book of Hebrews, he says that, For here have we no continuing city. Hebrews 13 verse 14. For here have we no continuing city. So our city, our kingdom, is higher than these earthly kingdoms. Whether it's British, whether you call it American, you call it a, 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 a Roman. In fact, the, 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 the one that fell, that has really sh uh, shaken the world, is the Roman Empire. It's, it's pathetic. How it look, look, actually... A country like Italy, they are fortunate that they are still in Europe. If you go to Italy, if you go to Italy, they are very fortunate that they have a lot of history. But many parts of Africa are far better than being in Italy, I'm telling you. Many parts, of, and the, the temperament, of the, the, the way the people act, the way they do their things. You can see many parts of Africa are more organized. 
you can see that the Roman Empire is at its lowest, lowest level. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, the, the way they act, the way they relate to people, the way they are, look, it's only the, the, the only European parliament you see MPs knocking, fighting, Cassius Clay, fighting blows, and almost every two or three years, they fight in parliament. They tear suits, they box, they throw chairs, they jump over tear, uh, seats. Ghana, we may be having problems, it has never happened in our parliament. Not only this, for, since First Republic, I don't, I've never heard that parliamentarians are throwing chairs and throwing blows. But in Italy, go there. Almost every two or three years you hear. And their governments, the longest serving government in the last 20 years, two, uh, two years, one and a half years, three years, they can't, they, they, they have more coups in parliament than we have had even in Ghana. It tells you how low the Roman Empire has fallen. Because they are the last bit of the Roman Empire. I'm making a point there. For here have we no continuity. We look forward to a better kingdom. Kingdom is not like these ones. Our kingdom that we are part of is not like these ones. So when you make a pledge to an earthly kingdom, you should make a better pledge to the heavenly kingdom. Say amen. We have a superior identity. As I said a short while ago, I saw Dominican Republic. They said, you can, their passport, you can go to 100 and so and so countries without visa. I don't know how many countries in Ghana you can uh, visit without visa. Another country I saw at the airport, is it Bermuda or somewhere like that? It said 150 countries or so. But the, the caveat is that you pay about uh, 100 to 200 or $500,000, something like that. Then there's Cyprus in Europe. That also, if you have about $100,000, you can easily get their passport. But in all of these, there is a superior country which gives you access not to any of these physical ones, but beyond the physical, into the supernatural, into the spiritual, into realms that presidents cannot enter, into realms that kings and queens may not be able to enter, because you are a privileged child of God. Say amen. Now let's look at some of the things that we have as citizens of the kingdom. Please give me that slide. Number one, we are called children of God. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 5, it says, He has predestined us to adoption as sons of Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will. Now, what does it mean to be called a child of God? Because if you are in those days, in the natural, if you said, this is the child of Caesar, do you know what it means to be called a child of Caesar? To be called a child of Nebuchadnezzar? Even today, to be called the child of Queen Elizabeth. You just get out from England and say, I want to relocate in Canada. You just go. And the next day, security, everything is still at your disposal. 
All the things they are saying, most of it is just for, for public consumption. The, secure, the guy is going to be protected 24-7. His bank account will never run dry. Yes, they'll be still putting money in. The father is heir to the throne. Every the thing will just he will live the same life. So the only difference is that people, the media, news of the world, and the sun and all of them, they can chase more they want. They will not target to the to the queen. That's all. But otherwise, all the money and the lifestyle, he's going to enjoy it. But when you are a child of the king of kings, it makes a whole lot of difference. You have universal identity, citizenship. You have super super citizenship. You know that when you are, you're traveling and you get to these international airports, they have some new thing you pay and the people are paid, they've got the international pass. This is not VVIP, but that international pass, they have it fast. You, you'll be in the queue as you are going through immigration. Some people, they have, inter, they've gone to file, so they just go, and they just go like that. Nobody checks them. And they just go, if you are, if you are loaded, they say high net worth personality. But when you are a child of God, you are above that high network personality. Many of them go home and they are sleeping and they are crying. Many years ago, somebody made a song. He said, tears down my pillow. Pain in my eyes. People are looking good outside. They look very well polished. But when they go, they are mourning. They are crying. They lament the day they were born. They curse. They take, they take medication like the way they drink water. You see them with bags and half the bag is full of medication. A lot of people. They look very well on the outside. They look like uh, some of them, you don't know how many needles appear them in the morning before they appear there. You don't know how many things they've got all around their body to gadgets that are running. Time, 24 hour monitoring gadgets. Child of God, was it um, Cyprian Equincy? One of these Nigerian writers said, Weep not, child. African writer says, Weep not, child. You are a child of the king. Children, Paul writes to Galatians, says, We are heirs of the father. He says, The cattle on the a thousand hills belongs to him. Amen. We have identity as the children of God. We have identity as the saints of God. Now when he says saints of God, as it says in Ephesians 2 verse 19, he's talking about people that are sanctified. That name that God gives to his children of the kingdom reminds us of our separation from the world. Hallelujah. This, we should not be comparing ourselves to the people of the world. We are above the people of the world in many ways. And, and, and if they, are, they, 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 as they achieve, yes, when it, once we go to school, we must do well. Yes, when we are in professions, we must do well. But the methods by which they use to achieve some of the things they achieve, don't worry about that. They may scheme. They may lobby. They may pull down people. They may tell stories to get around themselves. Don't be in hurry. Don't try to compete. Don't try to outsmart them in that. You can't outdo them. They are the children of this world. Say amen. You are a saint. It's a noble one. See, when Christ comes, he's not coming just like that. He's coming for the saints. Those that have been called, purified, sanctified, and satisfied for him. Hallelujah. Beloved, 
It's an honor to be a saint. It's not, you don't die before you become a saint. Whilst you are living, you are a saint. Paul, in many of the epistles, as he wrote, the saints in Ephesus, the saints in so so and so, says, Now therefore, we are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Now we belong. The Ephesians, they were, they were not Jews. They were, they were, they were non-Jews. But they were, they were, they were, they were, they were just like us as Ghanaians or Africans who were not born Jews. But because of Christ, we have become, we have come close to the blood line of, of Jesus Christ. And because of that, we also have access to the wealth, to the wealth of the king. The kingdom has assets. We are privileged to, as saints, enjoying these things. Amen. It's a holy calling. The next thing is that the children of God are the house of God. Now, it's very important to realize that many of these illustrations of the children of God, even though you are born again alone, you realize that it's coming up. The house. When God says that we are the house, no individual can form the house of God. No matter how you are talented or gifted or blessed, anointed, you can't be the house of God. We can't be the house of God. It is when we, our, our, our grace mixes with that of the other brother or sister. So when you don't have a brother or a sister in the kingdom, in your life, there is something missing in your house. There is a block missing in your house. There is a pillar missing in your house. There is a, 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 some artifact that should beautify the house missing in your house. There is something that should, the roofing part missing in your house. There is a nail missing in your house. The expression, the children of God are the house of God. It represents interdependence. It represents the fact that you are not alone. When you say also house, it represents diligence. See, when you are not diligent, you can't build a house. The house will be crooked. The, the, like the crooked tower of is it Pisa or some place like that in, in, in Italy. There are buildings that are... When you see, you can see that when you, when you are crossing, you have to fast, be fast. <laughs> because you don't know whether you'll be the next victim. And if a child of God is isolated and not plugged, plugged into the family of God, when you are passing, you have to be very fast. Because he is, that person or that group of people are about to collapse on you. Hallelujah. Because it's not, it's, not, it's not a good standing to stand and not have the completeness of the body. It's dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Because the body, a house, is diligently put up. Like this house. If this pillar wasn't there, the house would look funny. It would look strange. It would be appearing like it's about to collapse. It's only a matter of time. Let there be an air tremor. Or let there be any strong wind. And one day, it will just come like that. And whoever finds himself around it may be a victim. When you were the house, the children of God are described as the house of God. It signifies that diligence. We, are, we, we have to pay attention to the things of God. Hallelujah. The body, again, calls for interdependence. The body doesn't run anyhow. The body doesn't run anyhow. That's why you cannot describe the lung 
as the heart. Neither can you describe the heart as the, the kidney, nor any other part. The lung is the lung. The kidney is the kidney. Each one has its function, and they, 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 they work together. But if you mess up with the kidney, your heart can be affected. If you mess up with the heart, your kidney can be affected. When your heart is not functioning, well, there's a those of us who have, uh, but unfortunately, have uh, med- uh, uh, illness like high blood pressure. Oh, you, you take it like uh, malaria. Oh, I don't, I don't have headaches, so I'm okay. You are destroying your kidney. You don't see it, but it's happening. A time will come where your, the, the kidney is being overstretched. Because you are the, the, the role, that the, the pressure that should relate to the, 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 the body system, is not, you are not allowing it to operate properly. So eventually, the kidney is overstretched and the kidney shuts down. So you may say, oh, oh nobody, I can operate like that. And I've seen people die, including some of my own relatives. Because people did not manage, some of them did not manage their high blood pressure well. And then usually it's like, oh, my friend, then they go and mix, mix, mix. So about two years, they don't even go to hospital for review. And before you realize the kidney has been touched, then you are on dialysis and it continues. And before you realize, kaput. I've seen it a number of times. So every part of the body is interdependent. That is why you cannot be in the kingdom and not feel dependent. It's a strange thing. Because if we are not dependent on each other, we are not kingdom minded. As children of the kingdom. Say amen. He talks about the bride. It reminds us of sanctity and holiness. The general assembly reminds us of fellowship and accountability. Now let's move to the next one. What are the responsibilities? We are talking about a kingdom, the citizens pledge, and the charter in the kingdom. As citizens of the kingdom, I believe that one of the primary things, duties we have, is to obey the law of the land. Let's look at um, Romans 13. 1 to 3. He says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. Can we say it together? Let. So if you are in a kingdom, you cannot have your own rule. If I am in the kingdom, I cannot have my own rule. I cannot be in the kingdom of God and create my own set of laws. It's an abnormality. It's a breach. It's not in order. Ghana, August 4th, 1974. We decided that everybody should drive on the what? Right. We used to move on the left. And they said, I think it was a Sunday like this. And they changed us. And if you find that's one of the legacies of Kutua Champo. So, if, imagine, I'm on the Akra Kumase Highway to Nsawam, and I say, ask for me, imagine what will happen in 10 minutes. I start from Atimota, and I'm on top speed, 100, 200, 100, 150, and I'm playing my music. Imagine what will happen. 
Even though the law has been passed, that we should all take the right. From 4th August. You say, me, no, me, I'll start on the 5th August. Because 4th August is my birthday. I want to enjoy it. After that, I'll change over. How will it work out? But many of us in the kingdom, that's how we operate. Because we don't understand kingdom principles. Amen. The first important thing for a kingdom citizen is to be obedient to the law of the land. Say amen. The next thing we need to watch is to love other citizens. First John 5, 1 and 2 says, if we, but the, the law of the land, so I'm not talking about natural Ghana law, but let me explain that. In First John 3, it said, talks about the law of the land, the kingdom. The law of the kingdom is the law of love. That's the primary law of the land of the kingdom. And then in the second one, talking about we should, in, the, in every kingdom, if the people are not united, one of the things that broke down the Roman Empire, like many other kingdoms, like the German and others, even the uh, 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 Santi Kingdom to some extent, that weakened it, was these things about, you know, conflict. Why is Koforidia Koforidia? Why is Koforidia still an tool for Pokua? Divisions. Why do we have uh, Atimoda? Divisions. Why do we have Rara? Divisions. And any time a kingdom is divided against itself and people don't operate in love towards the other, the kingdom is weakened. So, kingdom people have a responsibility. That's why on Wednesday, Pastor Crawford is speaking about how to win, restore kingdom people that are wounded and to restore kingdom people that are lost. Because when kingdom, the more kingdom people get wounded, the, weak, the weaker the kingdom. And the, the marching forward of the kingdom, the advancement of the kingdom, and the defense of the kingdom's territorial integrity, as they put in the military, is compromised. The Roman Empire, read about it. The generals who were there, everybody, after Constantine and others, others generals began to take portions of the kingdom. The empire. And before long, by the time of the Middle Ages, the empire had almost broken down. Actually, the relic of the empire is the Roman Catholic Church, which survived. If Constantine had not married the church with the state, the, the whole empire would have collapsed completely. Amen. Love for other citizens. Love and respect for other citizens. Loyalty to the king or to the crown is key. Loyalty. In the kingdom, where people are not loyal to the crown, to the king, forget it. You won't survive. What is the whole duty of man? Ecclesiastes 12, 13. To fear God and to keep his commandments. So, you want to do something. You want to revenge. You want to say something to a brother. You want to do something. Take some action. But you say, Nyaminti. For the sake, if, if I was in my own flesh, if I was in my own self, ah, the, way, the way this person has disrespected or dishonored or done something, my wife, my husband, my son, or so has done something, I would have done something worse 
to prove that me too, I'm not, I'm not, you can't, you can't walk over me like that. But when you remember the crown, when you remember the crown, you see, look at the British Empire. What happened to all the Fergie and all of them? All those who, one way or the other, brought the crown to, to dispute. Where are they? What happened to them? See, when there is respect and dishonor for the crown, it can create problems. It can create, that's why the scripture talks about uh, uh, your children, obey your parents that you may be living long. The crown in the home is the parent. Hallelujah. Amen. Beloved, this thing is very, very, very scary. Very, very deep over there. Look at this. It says, be the salt and the light. The pledge we are making as citizens, and God requires of us, is we should be the salt and the light. We know about that. The other pledge we make is to reconcile the world. To himself. That's the ministry we have. That's the service we render. As well, on Wednesday I was talking about the Scandinavian nations. And I said, many of us, every time they bring the corruption thing, they are always on top. They are the least corrupt. They are the most prosperous. Any survey they do about well-being, they are always on top. And you ask yourself, why? Because they pay more. One of the reasons why, they, they pay more to their crown. Ask any country in the world that pays more tax than Sweden or Norway or Denmark. You get it. We all go on a looter. We say no. They understand that for the kingdom to be retained, they are committed to their financial obligations. They they don't, it's not an issue in Denmark to pay 50-60% of your income as tax. And those who receive the income are, are also aware of the obligations, of the accountability, of the use, the frugality. You don't waste. No, it's not mentioned. Frugality, you can't take out the Scandinavians. Where they, they, you, you go into a public place, if there, there's nobody there, the place that is off, the light is off. When you enter your own bedroom, it's when you, you don't just leave, as soon as you close the door, the light is off. Your washroom, the same. Everywhere is the same. They understand it. Frugality. They know how to manage resources of the kidnap. They don't take it out. We can do it anyhow. No. And when people have grow with understanding of the obligations, the financial obligations, the, or the, the, the asset obligations to the kingdom, it's a different thing. They don't struggle. Say amen. Reconciling the world to the, himself. Let us look at their crown's obligation towards us. The crown or the father's obligation, the king. He gives us a right to life. Because in John 1, 4, we are told that in him we have life. That life, the light of men. Hallelujah. Paul says that it is in him we live and move and have our being. I'm not talking about the life like being fashionable. 
Neither am I talking about the life of being, when the stethoscope, they put it on you, they see that, or the pulse, they tell you, that, oh, you are okay. Hallelujah. I'm talking about connection to heaven. Being sensitive, being able to connect to God. We have that life. Which, by beholding him, he changes us. So Paul says to Galatians 2.20, that as we, we do that, we don't, we, do it, we don't do it by our own selves. We don't live that life by our own selves, but we live it by faith in him. That is the new life we receive. He gives us. It's a father's duty. God says, I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? So the, 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 the citizen is empowered by the kingdom. When you are a citizen, you are emp- the right to life in the natural, in Ghana, the right to life. So as you are moving around, nobody can just arrest you, uh, catch you, put his hand on your nose and, and kill you. It can't happen. It can't, the, the, it's an illegality. So you are entitled the right to life. I am entitled the right to life. You have a right to free speech, yes. But you see, our speech should not be for vanity. Our speech is to edify. Our speech is to build up. Our speech is to, to save. Our speech is to be bold, to declare the oracles of God in this kingdom. In this kingdom, our speech, Paul said, we, we, we don't speak ordinary things. We don't speak vain things. First Corinthians uh, uh, 2, verse 4, thereabout. He says that, when I came to you, I did not come to you with persuasive words of man's wisdom. I came in the spirit and of power. Yes, we have freedom of speech. But we, 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 our speech must edify, must build up. That's the kingdom right we have. So the Father empowers us to speak one to the other in love. Speak health and life and hope to one another. Say amen. We have a right of free movement. We are not slaves. Ephesians 1, 7 says that in whom we have redemption. Redemption means there has been a paid amount for you to be out of the shackles of slavery. Through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So sin is no longer controlling you. In Romans 6, Verse 14. Sin shall not have dominion, no longer have dominion over you. It means you are, you, are, you are not forced into sin. You are no longer a slave to sin. We are no longer slaves to sin. In this kingdom that we are in, we are not, we can't say, in no niba. It cannot happen because you are not a slave. In fact, Paul explains it further when he says in the same Romans 6, it says that, verse 16 to 18, where it says that, the, don't you know that to whomsoever you decide to be a, slave, to a, a master over you, you are a slave to that thing. And if you decide to be a slave to righteousness, you will be able to walk in righteousness. Say amen. So the provision for the state, for you to walk in your liberty, has been given. So if I make a choice, or you make a choice, it's your choice. It's my choice. But be conscious of this truth that the, the state, the kingdom of God has made provision. The charter that the kingdom said, we as well as, we make sure the angels will be there. I'll remind you by the word. I'll remind you by the Holy Ghost. I'll remind you by placing brethren around you. I'll remind you by putting people like your husband or your wife around you so that when you are even going wrong, they'll say, hey brother, stop it. Or sister, stop it. 
He said, I'll remind you by even the little children in your life, your own children. Their innocence and their sincerity is a reminder. I know. Sometimes you, wa- you watch TV or you listen to the news and the reminders are coming. We all know it. You all, we all know it. It's not even about watching a preacher. Just news. Just news. Say you are taking upon yourself that, oh, life is life. I'm just enjoying my life. Then the Lord, what happened in uh, uh, Dompoatsi reminds you that life is short. It's a message. It's a message. that You can just tell your wife or your husband, I'm just going here. And it becomes a different story. So then it humbles you if you are proud. If you are arrogant to your parents or to your wife or to your husband, to anybody, that message that was preached on the Secondi Cape Coast, the Takoradi Cape Coast Road, it's a message that we don't have control over our lives. It's a message from the kingdom, from the king's crown. That a, I don't know how many of us have lived in a town or village where the, uh, uh, the town crier is using the road. These days, they don't often, they, almost every village has a PA system. But they used to have their rope. Amanfwe. Nanase. Echina. Mushia. Mehani. Say, 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 say. Pa. Fi. Boom. No, call. That was his dumb broadcast. They taught us how to do dumb broadcast. Hallelujah. You see, these cantonment people know that they don't hear, they don't, they've not seen that. Where I come from, I think it's still on. <laughs> Amen. The right to free speech. The right to free movement. One of the most important rights we enjoy as citizens of the kingdom is the right to access the presence of God. The right to access the presence of God. Hebrews tells us in 4.16 He invites us actually by saying, let us therefore come boldly. Let us. Who are the us? The citizens of the kingdom. Look, there are many people who for fear of death, for fear of sleep, who want to sleep, but for three, four days they can't sleep. But the scripture is there. They just read the scripture to them. That he giveth his beloved sleep. If they only could see that scripture, and they only could hear the word of God, they will sleep. And I've seen that and prayed for people many times who have said, I can't sleep. I'm restless. And you just give them the word of God. And now they, because you go into the presence of God, you have access. They, because they don't have access because they are not children of God. Because they are so, they are souls. Some of them are going to do all, all kinds of things. So they'll be roaming about in their own house. They are seeing dwarfs. Motia. Dwarfs. And they, they are running. Things are chasing them. Many people. It's common these days. It's common these days. I don't know where some of us go to, but who you meet. But as, where the, some of the people I meet, I know that these things are not unusual. That people are really suffering. And they are suffering because they don't have access to the presence of God. Because they have entangled themselves with many things. Spiritual things. They have entangled themselves with, 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 with family ancestral things, curses. So they don't have access to come into the presence of God. When they, are, they even are in church, they are very uncomfortable. When you are a preacher guest, they are, they are very uncomfortable. They, they just want to, you know, they want to move on. But you and I, 
when you wake up midnight, 2 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m., you call the name of Jesus. You can worship. You can praise. You think it's just for granted. You must not take it for granted. We have a right of access which must not be taken for granted. You have a right to be protected. Every citizen in any serious state. Look. When Jimmy Carter was president in those days, Iran, is it Iran? Yes. They would negotiate, give out anything for just one or two citizens who are held hostage. Even in Ghana here, it happened in 1982-83. Is it Susudis? One person was swapped for ten citizens. One person. The American government monitored one of our Ghanaian officials and they saw that he was collecting illegal information. They call it espionage. And they tracked him and grabbed him in America. They kept him there. They said, hey, <laughs> you, 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 you are not coming. Ghana government had to enter into a long negotiation. At the end of the day, ten of our people were released to come to be free against one person to come back to Ghana. Hallelujah. Amen. So, right to be protected is a citizen's right. The government has a duty. That's why many people, the, what happened in Second D, attack right, people, young ladies go, it was a big issue. And it will always be a big issue. You and I, that's why we have a whole police force. That's why giving 100 cars is big news in Ghana to the police is big news. Because the government wants to tell you that we are fulfilling our mandate to protect the citizenry. It's their job. Private citizens, uh, companies can help, but that, that's not their job. The real job of protection of citizens is for the police. And of course the army. It, uh, it has to do with external forces. Or the, the local people are getting too much out of hand. Then they bring in the others. But bottom line is that it's the state that must ensure safety for its citizens. Amen. Last but not the least, if you are a citizen, the state has to prefer you above other citizens. Amen. That's why Ghana Army is not open to Togolese. When we started independence, those days we didn't have many people who were, who were very willing to sacrifice. People came from Burkina, other places, they could just army, enter the army, especially the, the other ranks. Today, if you are found, it won't be easy for you. Because there are privileges that having the Ghana card, Ghana passport, and others give. And that's why if you are a Ghanaian and you help somebody who is not a citizen to get those, you, you, you have to be tried. It's illegal to use your identity or your citizenship to, to do something illegal for somebody to gain access to the privileges that are given to Ghanaians only. That is the natural. In the supernatural, in the spiritual realm, the same thing. Amen. If you are a child of God, God guarantees that the children of God, certain things come to you and I. There are things that the children of this world may not get, but by virtue of the fact that we are children of God. They, they don't have access to the name of Jesus. They don't, when, when, when God, is, God is not unfair, 
but he has his children. Hallelujah. And if we love him according to his word, he also remembers us. As we operate in faith, in relating to God, God will not forget us. Say amen. If you are a child of the kingdom, do not despair. You are a preferred one. Don't let the devil tell, tell you that, oh, nobody likes you. I, my, like my nephew in London used to say, nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. The king of kings, he has you in mind. He will never forget you. In fact, Paul says, God will not forget your labor of love. That's why he again tells us that be steadfast, be immovable, be unshakable, always abounding in the love of God. Beloved, you are in a privileged position. Don't sell your privilege for cheap. Don't say, oh, I want to marry an unbeliever at all. Pastor, change the rules, change the, 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 the word of God for me. No, it will not help you. Let me change. Do you, when, when I get stuff, you allow me. Let's go there. Let's pass here. No, it will not help you, sister, brother. Because you are in a preferred position. Don't use your preferred position for something contraband. Hallelujah. Let me end by saying that every kingdom, even though the king loves his citizens, every kingdom, and I say every kingdom, when the citizens go wrong, they punish us. That's why the laws are there. That's why the courts are there. That's why the police are there. So we should be careful that the fact that, oh, God, that's what Paul said, because grace abounds, should we continue to sin? Romans 6 verse 1. Because Romans 13 tells us that the kings or rulers are there to correct those of us who offend, who go into hell. So let's not make that, operate with that wrong notion that because we are in a time of grace, we can do what we like. We shouldn't do what we like. We should desire not to do wrong. Hallelujah. Within the kingdom rules. The kingdom last. Wednesday I spoke about some of the kingdom culture, the, the values and the system. We will talk more about that later. But if you buy into it, you will save yourself. Paul said to, to, to Timothy, said, by preaching these things, you will save yourself and your hearers. You will save yourself from what? From God's judgment. You will save yourself from trouble. I urge you, beloved brother, I urge you, beloved sister, if you are a citizen of the land, Desire that you'll be one of the, on the when the next honest list comes in the kingdom. Maybe this church may not see. Somebody else may not see. But let heaven know. Let other people know that indeed you are an honorable citizen of the land. When you go into prayer, when you go as a citizen and you want to invoke your privileges and your rights, you can't just sit. Even Ghana government, when somebody takes your land and you want it, you go to police headquarters, land a fraud office, and you report. There's a process. Or the police station, and report. You don't take the law into your own hands. If somebody is uh, taking advantage of you, if the enemy is coming against you like a flood, you have to take a stand. And for us, we have prayer. For us, we have knowledge. For us, we have obedience. There are other things that God may use. So we, don't, we are not lawless people. We are under order. God is not an author of confusion. I pray that you, as you understand 
the way we operate in the kingdom. Not only will you hear, but you all, we all will operate within the bounds of the kingdom. It's a blessing to be called a citizen of God's kingdom. It's even more a blessing to be an honored citizen of the kingdom. I know that we all one day want the MBE, OBE, and all these honors. Ghana, we have order of the Volta, and so, so, and so, order of Ghana, and all of those things. They are good. Thank God. If you are in this church, and the, the president finds your work honorable, and they call you, we will come and salute you, we will come and support you. But let's aim for that eternal blessing. That where you say to you and I, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I pray that God will help us. Not only to be observers. This our president said, we, should just, we shouldn't be just observers. We should be what? Citizens, not observers. So I pray that you and I will be real citizens of the land of God. Let us pray. I don't know what kind of citizen you have been. Maybe you, in your mind, you thought that you, you deserve everything. But the, the state has to give you everything. But you don't have to do anything. If people were not working in paying snits and taxes, you and I would not see the, the residential area. Kingdom the same way. If you don't come to church, if you don't pray, if you don't fast, you don't contribute to the kingdom well-being, you don't pay your tithe, you don't support the kingdom, you don't, you, are, you don't do what you have to do, or don't participate as we should, the kingdom will not blossom. I pray that you get the meaning of this. Be a responsible citizen. Wake up. Let us wake up to our calling as citizens of the land. Maybe we should sing our hymn that we started with again. Land of our birth. Let's make our pledge to the Lord and then we'll take our offering. Please rise to your feet. I don't think it's bad to take an offering at the same time. So take your offering in tithes. So that as we sing the hymn, uh, you can come and give your offering and your tithe as well. Before we close. So we can kill two birds with one stone. start coming from the back. Land of our birth. Land of We pledge to the
Opportunity to come in your presence and for your word, your visitation. Let your word never depart from us, but let us be fruitful in living your word out. May we bless others through what has been deposited in us. We pray, O oh God, that if any came here with any affliction, any pain, any ache, you will remember them and deliver them and heal them in the name of Jesus. Bless also these offerings and tithes. Show us the way to use it for the way for the work of the ministry. We bless you. We honor you. And when we call on you, you hear us. In Jesus' name. Amen.